And this is recording. And we're on. We are on. We're off. Off like a prom dress. Oh. Yeah. Is that a phrase? Yeah. I made it up. Oh, did you? From past experience? Yeah. I had a really crazy prom. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. <laughs> prom was... You saw my prom dress, my senior prom your, dress. Your prom dress was so sexual. I... I was like, what a woman. can't believe I got away with that. The back? I mean... It was backless. The back was non-existent, and it was bright red. I was like Dolly. I was modeling my look off of the town tramp. Mm, Were you like, I'm heading out to LA, and like, I want you to leave with a bang? Literally, it was my first prom dress that was my own because all the other ones Mm. were my sisters and my cousins' hand-me-down. So I was like, I am fucking going for it. You're like, I am a woman. I am elegant. Exactly, and my hair was in like a big poof. Prom I mean, in the South. It was of the time. It was. Um, I'll post a picture and show you guys. It was Scandal, honey. My wow. prom date was not happy with me. Oh? Who? Too much skin? Yeah. I'm like, who? What? High school boy. Gross. Like, <laughs> don't don't even bring it there. Like, I want my woman covered up. Hey. Hey, it's all learned. Learned behaviors, exactly. you know? Exactly. Exactly. But welcome to Right Answers Mostly. <laughs> welcome, welcome. This is the podcast that you didn't learn in history class. But you really wanted but to. But you really, really wanted to. My name is Tess. My name's Claire. And we are here on our second episode of Women's History Month. We hope you enjoyed Dolly last week. Yeah, what did you guys think? Uh, an, I mean, just an inspiration. What would Dolly do for the past week? I've been saying to myself. I thought that. And I also, when I sent you the picture yesterday morning, mm-hmm. um, I had... Guys, I had to take new headshots, and it's humiliating to admit. I don't know, just as an actor, Why? because I feel like every actor is like, God, I hate headshots. Mm. I had a great experience, though, but they're always just so uncomfortable. It's Yeah, it, you dread it, and <clears> then you're so happy that it's over. So happy it's over. But I feel like you're going to, like, I just feel like you're going to have, you're going to love having new ones with, like, your new hair. I definitely will need, um need new ones because your last ones were pre-pandemic they were like early pandemic but my hair guys i haven't um i haven't dyed it in almost two years now i haven't been a brunette in so long it looks so good like this is my favorite color that you've ever had i'm i'm feeling it and gosh it'll be so much easier upkeep so what does Corey think of it oh he loves the brunette yeah so i gotta keep my lime wire lover happy hey keep your men happy out there ladies Ask them what Make color sure your hair, hair like. is yep. to their liking. Um, but anyways, I was nervous about that. So I had my um, Dolly t-shirt on and my Dolly mug. And I sent it to you. I was like, mm. I do feel a little crazy. No, no, no. But hey. I think you needed her to guide you. And that's what she did for you. I did. What else is going on in your world, Tess? Um, well, I got back from Portland a few <laughs> days ago. God. And guys, I was stuck in, stuck in a snowstorm, you could say. And not like... You know how places snow and cities are prepared for it? They're like, yeah. And that's what I thought, too. I was like, okay, I'm going to go visit my friends from high school who just got a house there. We saw the weather. People were like, oh, my God, 10 inches of snow. It's like the equivalent of if that happened in L.A., Tess, can I tell you when I was editing the Dolly episode, you sounded so hopeful and so excited. Oh God, that's so sad. <laughs> to Portland, which is like it's always a good trip when you get to see friends. Yes, but crazy weather. Crazy. It was like apocalyptic when we landed. We it took us four hours to leave the airport, oh and we finally got an Uber to pick us up in a Tesla. Oh, and and I was like, thank God, because I just wanted a car with like four wheel drive at least. And so the Tesla is like a pretty safe car. Well, it's like if the human can't drive, at least the car can. Exactly. And so we were like, 
kept trying to get to their house, which is 15 minutes away, but it took us two hours. And we would like <laughs> try to go down one highway and there'd be a truck like flipped over. And then oh we try to go down another route and there would just be like hundreds of cars lined up. There was people hiking on the highway. Oh my God. Saw cars like running into each other. And we just were in this Tesla like, well, this was a great weekend to pick. God. So it was crazy. Um, so we left early yeah. because we would have been stuck there if we didn't. But it was great to see, you know, we just ate and drank inside. And that's yeah. all you can do during the snowstorm. But Jesus, I'm just like, I'm a California gal through and through. Well, now I am. Oh, my God, guys, it was snowing in L.A. today. Sorry, I just scared the shit it, out of Tess. It snowed like an hour ago. I'm shook to my core. This. It ain't right. Is not right. It ain't. Right. And if you think it's like cute, like, oh, like snow. No, no, this means that something is Mother Nature is not happy. I know something's going on. Although, did you see our um, our dear Brittany posted um, that Disney Channel movie where it snows in L.A.? Remember, she has the machine and she makes it snow in L.A.? Oh, my God. Yes. Do you remember that? But here's the thing. In that decom movie, they were all like, this is the craziest thing ever. And it was from a magical machine. Okay, mm-hmm. this is like Mother Nature is pissed. She's not happy. No. Um, when we were coming back from LAX, our Uber driver was like, I think the big one's coming. Oh, God. And we were like, oh, we were just so exhausted from the weekend. We were like, uh-huh. Not today. And he was like, well, I've been prepping. I've been prepping for years. Oh, no. And so he was like, I have iodine tablets. I have cans. Um, my family is prepared to like come to my house and we could live with three months with all the supplies I have. I was oh, like, my God. I can't listen to this right now. No. Well, I might be prepared because I keep buying cans of food from Trader Joe's and those things just stack up uh, in my... Th- that's, it's smart, though. I'm not a beans gal. Oh. But I try to be. Yeah. You know, like chickpeas? Chickpeas? in a salad they're just like fine mm, yeah they're gotta fine. spice them up a little bit yeah definitely do but anyway what's new with you what's um, happening well pretty much you know just took the headshots i'm getting sushi tonight i just yeah. found out our friends hannah and jordy are coming to visit <gasps> that was the best news i've heard it was great all year. um but besides that not much going on oh i'm i'm really into the last of us you've mm, got to start a test i know i always get scared with that kind of like end of the world stuff so when alice was like it's too scary for me when i first started watching i was like i don't really think it's scary and then you're like oh it is a little scary yeah um also you know how guys i have this thing that if I look at I can't even think about it when I look at holes it really bothers me I don't like it makes my skin crawl talking about it you might also have it Um, it's like a texture thing I can't explain it but the last of us the like zombies have like these vines veins that grow on Mm. them and it it's tough the the whole thing I mean we don't have to Ah. let's not talk about it (laughs) I think we've also mentioned this once where I was just like, I still can't believe that you and Allison both. It, yeah, my have. friend Al or our friend Allison has it too, and it's called something. And there's right. a picture of a hand with holes oh, in it, God. and it's horrible. I can't even open my eyes as I'm talking about this. I'm so sorry if you oh, also. So you have probably this. can't watch slime videos. Oh, slime! I don't mind. Like when you stick your fingers in it and it makes little holes. Oh, if it was making holes, like focaccia videos are hard. Oh, I'm so sorry about that focaccia like- video I posted <laughs> last summer. But I do love focaccia. So. Same. Anyways, that's what's going on with me. I've got a whole problem. She hates holes. <laughs> Anything uh, else to report about your life or happenings? Um, no, no, nothing really to report except right. for um, we have some trivia's. Yes. Um, tomorrow and. Thursday. Two trivias in one week. We have one at Dog People. We're back. Yes. If you're a member, please come. If you're not a member, we'll see you at Waterfront. We'll see ya. See you there. Thursday, uh, March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day. So let's pregame. Yes. Um, let's pregame. Let's get it going. We have some fun categories. You know, we have some little themed, themed yeah. cute, cute surprises. And always. and always good, good prizes. But yeah, hopefully you've bought your tickets because we've had some people that are angry that they didn't get them soon enough. Sold out. Babe. Sold out. Bebe. Sold out. 
Well, Tess, what are who are we talking about today? So today, you know what? I'm just gonna go out and say it. What? It's motherfucking Oprah. Oh. I'm like, that's the only introduction. She doesn't need anything else. It came to me in a moment of reflection Mm. when I was just like, I want to do someone so powerful, yet someone I don't know. Kind of like the backstory and the rise to the fame and the success. And I was like, I really don't know much about her. I knew a little bit about her childhood. Mm. I feel like I've heard stories. Yes. And I do want to say that for a trigger warning in this episode, um, there are multiple accounts of sexual assault. Mm. Um, And so if that is not for you today... Um, I would probably not listen to the episode, but I will also give a warning before, okay. um, just in case you want to skip that, you know, 30 seconds or so, because mm-hmm. I do think, you know, her story is just so amazing, but of she course. has been through hell and back. <sighs> Man, I feel like so many of these influential women, we're going to see that. And I'm just like, I mean, yes, this inspiring. is, yeah, unfortunately, this is the, the trajectory mm. of a lot of, a lot of these, these women. Um, but what, what are your feelings about Oprah? Well, I loved when it was on in the afternoon. My mom usually wasn't home at that time, but the special times that she were, Oprah was on. I feel like it's always, it just was like a comfort, any like talk show like that. So comforting. Um, I was thinking about what I knew about her today, and I forgot about like the Stegman. That's his name, right? Stegman? Stegman. Oh, um, her, her, her partner. Partner, mm-hmm. yes. And Gail is like her best friend. Besties. Has there been rumors? There had so... The entire time I was like, when am I going to find out that Gail and o- and Oprah are <laughs> hooking up? Hooking up. There's really nothing. It's like she's been with this with her partner for a very, very long time. A long time. I think, I mean, we'll get into it. I think they've been together since the late 80s. And like, but they're her, not married, right? They're not married. But her and Gail are, are besties, and Gail also is partnered. So I think, you know, people also love to think that female friends are lesbians. I mean, the. We- Gaylor of it all. The Gaylor of it all. If you don't know, Taylor Swift and Carly Kloss. Wonder if I, do you think anyone thinks that we're gay? <laughs> I would be so honored. DM us and let us I know. know. We're like, yeah, when friends are so close, it's just like so weird. <laughs> yeah. We'll take a poll if you think Claire and I have hooked up secretly. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Check out our Instagram stories at Right Answers Mostly. <laughs> and we'll see the answer on Patreon. Pay seven ninety nine. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, oh, sorry. Up. Sorry, sorry, we're back. We're back. Okay. Um, but yeah, there's nothing really substantial about substantial claims, you could say, of Oprah and Gail being, you know, lovers. But Oprah's middle name is Gail. Oh, love that. Which, you know, cosmic. Cosmic. Kismet. Kismet Kiz- and cosmic. Yes. It could have been in the stars and it could have been just like fate. Well, speaking of stars. Okay. What do you think this oh. woman's sign is? Wow, 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 wow. Tried to do a good transition like you always do. Oh, please. Um, but it and was scary. I loved guessing of the astrology. Is she a. I'm going to say mm-hmm. something crazy. Is she like an Aquarius? Yes. Is she. <laughs> For some reason, I capitalized what her moon is in and not actually what her. She is an Aquarius. <laughs> you were like Gabby on Watch What Happens Live. I, well, I feel honored. To, Gabby, you're, call us. You're good at it. You did I this. Just enjoy it. You did this two weeks ago with the Benefer episode. But I got Ben wrong, so. Yeah, but who but cares? But I did guess an Aries, and that's a fire sign. <laughs> that, so. 
I'm impressed, Claire. Thank you. I feel like I'm always just like Gemini. <laughs> it's like <laughs> they're crazy. They're crazy. Sorry, Katie, but it is just a stereotype. <laughs> it's what it is. I'm a Taurus. So I can say that stuff because <laughs> I'm a scary, scary person. And I'm Virgo, and I can say that stuff because I'm always right. <laughs> okay, sorry, guys. So she was born. Mm-hmm. Our queen was born January 29th, um, 1954. Okay, that is my mom's birth year. That is not my mom's birth year. Your mom's 1953? 53. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's an Aquarius, but her moon is a Sagittarius. Mm, I see that. Right. She's like fiery out there. The world is going to work out in my favor. And it sure did. Mm-hmm. So she was actually supposed to be born Orpa um, from the biblical figure in Book of Ruth. Mm. But then people just kept mispronouncing it because everyone's like, oh, even like me right now, oh, Orpa. Orpa. So then it was Oprah, Gail, Winfrey. Mm. Wait, Gail. Gail. Yes, Gail. That's Gail. her best friend's name. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Kismet. Yes. Cosmic. Like we just discussed 30 <laughs> seconds ago. Okay. Yep. I'm here now. We're here. Um so she was born into very severe poverty in rural Mississippi to a teenage mother, uh, Vernita Lee. I always picture her with Chicago. I thought that's where she was born. She's She has quite the journey. Okay. She's everywhere and anywhere in her childhood. Mm. Um, her biological father was a coal miner turned barber. However, at one point, this guy Noah Robinson has claimed to be her father, who was a World War II veteran. And obviously, like, this kind of stuff has happened with her of, like, crazy, like... Oh. People coming out and like distant relatives like selling stories about her and be like, no, I was the one with Vernita. Like, oh God, I always think about that. Like, can you imagine the people that come out of the woodwork that you're like, why are you doing this to me? Literally, like, can you imagine someone claiming to be (laughs) (laughs) your parent? My father. Wild. Wild. Yeah, well. Well, Joe. (laughs) So, if you know, you know. So, um, when she was just a little baby. Um, they traveled north because her mom was like, I can't, I can't do this on my own. I need help. And she lived for her first six years primarily with her grandmother, Hattie Mae. Oh, just, just Oprah and her, Oprah, her mom and her? Just Oprah and her. Um, her mom was like, I'm going to go back. She basically like dropped her off and was like, I can't do this. And then she was like, I need to make more money. And like, I just, she just did not have the means. She was also a teenager, right? She was a teenager. That's really tough. Um, but it wasn't like this picture perfect situation you might think of like, oh, like she was raised by her grandmother. Once again, living in, living in poverty, they were so poor that her grandma made her potato sack dresses to wear to school. Oh my gosh. Um, her grandmother did teach her to read and took her to church. However, she was very abusive to Oprah. Oh. I know. Cause I was like, oh good. Like trip to grandma's. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, no, not, not at all. I also feel like, and I feel like we've talked about this before, in this time children and like older people like it's not like the kids were coddled at all yes it's so different than it is and obviously every situation is different yeah like but it's it was very tough for her so tough that then her grandma around six was like nope 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 go back to your mom i'm (sighs) sick of you so then she moved to inner city milwaukee to be back with her mom who had also moved at the time so her mom was living with a woman who was very light-skinned, mm. um, who did not like Oprah. And she says that f- very first night when she went back to live with her mom after her grandma dropped her off, she wouldn't let me come in the house. There was a little porch foyer that was exposed to the street, and I had to sleep out there on a sofa. Is she six mm-hmm. in Wisconsin? Yes. 
Was it freezing? I'm sure. Oh, my God. She said, when my mother didn't protest the decision, <sighs> I knew I was alone. She Oprah had no recalls. one on her side. She, it, like, literally gives me chills. Like, she's just going back and forth and, like, you know obviously it was hard for both of these women, but she was being abandoned by them. Well, that's the thing. It's like, but she's still a kid. Like she needs someone to be looking after her. Truly. And her mom had also had another daughter during the time that she was with her grandma. So she had this like new sibling Mm -hmm. that, you know, I I wonder if then she also felt like, well, why didn't she give my sibling to my grandma? Yep. Um, So she had a a daughter and then she had another son. Um, Both of those siblings later died of um, cocaine and AIDS. Oh, my gosh. Um, So her mom is still – she's working as a maid. And once again, she was like, Oprah, get out. Oh, my God. Uh, How old was she? I think at this time she was nine. Ugh. Um, And so then she was sent to live with her dad in Nashville. So her dad was like, all right, just come here. Where was her dad was just not involved in the beginning? No, I don't think so. And I don't think that they had much of a relationship. Got it. Well, Um, then that's also tough that you have to go live with someone that you don't really have a relationship with. Truly a stranger. Yeah. Um, And, you know, this was not a good time for Oprah. Um, This is I'm going to offer a trigger warning right here if you want to skip through this part. Um, So during this time when she was living with her dad, um, she was molested by a cousin, uncle, and family friend starting at nine, which carried on for years. An uncle, a cousin, and a family friend? Three different people? Yes, when she was nine years old. Oh, my God. (sighs) It's just so not fair that that has to be, and this is the most obvious thing in the world to say, but it's not fair that that has to be someone's first sexual experience. Uh, Literally, and something that will affect you for the rest of your life and will affect all the rest of your sexual experiences, How your relationships with men, with people. How is she so normal? Like, she has every right to have... Like to literally be like fuck the world. Exactly. Also, like to not want to help people. Yes. Like I think when that happens to you, a lot of people like go inward and they don't want to talk about it and they don't want to help other people also who have been through that because it's just so much to take on. So much trauma. Um, she says about the experience, I didn't even know what was happening to me and I kept that a secret. And it's just something I accepted that a girl child ain't safe in the world full of men. <sighs> it's my teachers that saved me. For so many years of my life, that's the only place I felt really loved, which she's talking about at school. And it's the reason why for so many years I wanted to be a teacher, to be able to give other kids what my teachers had given me. God bless the teachers of the world. Morgan, shout out to you. The fact that teachers aren't like paid as much as like actors are or something. It is one of the most disgusting things disgusting trash 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 not for us not for us it is truly wild i was talking to my mom today because she was a um a teacher's aide in the special ed department for 15 to 20 years and she was telling me how much money she made when she first started towards the end of that like two decades i was i mean i know it's bad but it's so bad it's criminal it is criminal Oh, God bless teachers. It reminds me of like the teacher from um, Matilda. Yes. I'm just like, they're just doing, they're like, God, the the good in their heart. They're literally molding our future. It's yeah. crazy. But they're like minimum wage is fine. Wow. Um. So that is what she said about her experience. Um. When she got into high school, she actually got pregnant at 14. 
Did you know this? No. And she had the baby and what? she delivered the baby. At but 14? But it died like just a few days after like from like an infant death. Oh my God. Which I thought, I always thought that she like miscarried or that she was, I didn't know that she actually delivered the baby. I don't think that she, I even knew that, that she was, oh, I cannot speak, pregnant at 14. I know. God. Um, so we're getting to we're getting through the roughness, but there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, she attended this high school called Lincoln High School, and she had early success in this program called the Upward Bound program. Like everyone was like, she's so cool. She's like, truly, everyone's like, she's so smart. She's interesting. I think she was very like magne- magnetic to mm-hmm. people. Um, but then she transferred to a more affl- affluent school called the Nicolette High School. And this is sort of when she was living a complicated life of like, where do I fit in? Because she said that she would be on the bus with fellow black kids, some who were servants to her classmates' families. Oh, my God. And then she was also like going to a more like, I think there was a lot of white kids at this school and it was more affluent. And so I think she just was like, where, where am I in all of this? Where do I fit in? I mean, we've seen this time and time again. We really have. And we've talked about it on different episodes where it's just so, so unfair. It's so unfair. Um, so her dad was like strict, but he was encouraging. I think this was probably the best that she could get. It wasn't she's like. She's still in Nashville, right? Mm-hmm. I do not picture her as a Nashville girly. I know. I was shook too. I know. Um, but school was a priority and her dad made sure that she just like had like a pretty intense schedule. She was an honor student. She won most popular. Love that for you, Oprah. Oh, truly. Um, I'm like, do they still most popular? Is that a thing of like that? No, I think even like our yearbook did that. Isn't I think it's so that, wait, crazy. It's so crazy. I you know what I think is the most crazy is Best Body. It's like reading a bunch of like horny teenagers. Best Body is crazy. We had like uh, most desirable, <laughs> which is just like who? Sh- I mean, like obviously we were voting, but it's just like this is weird to have this like. What teacher was like? Go for it. Well, <laughs> can't no, even that's, go that's there. Another story. Um, <laughs> she was on the speech team. Oh, well, that seems fitting. God, can you imagine, like, being one of her, like, teammates and being like, I'm not going to succeed in my life. I'd honestly be like, you just got this one. Yeah. Speak for all of us. We'll sit back. Yeah. Um, During high school, she worked at a grocery store part-time. And then at 17, do you, do you know what, what she wanted to do at 17? Become a teacher? No. I'm, let's see. I'm, I'm, let me try to give a little hint. Um, be an actress? It's something we have talked about. Construction worker. Lo- <laughs> <laughs> Um, she wanted to go do something that a lot of women during this time. Pageants? Yes. I mean, I think I, for, I remember that o- Oprah, Orpa, Orpa <laughs> is a pageant queen. Do you remember on our Vanessa Williams episode? Yes. Um, I think we briefly mentioned that she won Miss Black Tennessee because at the time <laughs> so there were crazy. different pageants for black women. Yes. Um, and she won that. That is wild. Yep. Angel. Angel. So this kind of gave her a queen. little queen. Queen and angel. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this kind of gave her a little... People were like, oh, shit. Like, <laughs> look at this Oprah. Everyone's like, who is she? Like, I can't even imagine what she was like at 17. She probably was just like so... Like... Her energy is so funny. It's so funny because she just is very confident. She is. And, and lively. Like, she's like bigger than than what you could even imagine, exactly. I feel. Um... So a local radio station was like, we want you. Do the part-time news. You get people going. We want you. <laughs> we want get you. Get people going for the news. <laughs> That's what they... They're like, get on your feet. feet. 
That's what they wrote her in her letter. <laughs> yeah. You get people gone. Come sign on with us. And she did. Oh, wow. Um, I do remember the radio of it all. Or like hearing radio and Oprah. Yeah. That was kind of like her main, her segue into everything. Because um, from here, she worked there during her first um, years in college up to her senior year. Because she got a full scholarship to Tennessee State University. Mm. Um, she dated this man named Bubba Taylor, who she said was the first love of her life. Oh. Yeah. Bubba? She, Bubba. Got it. Bubba Gump. Yes. And Others. everything. <laughs> um, um, so she continued working. Um, she was the youngest news anchor um, and female anchor at Nashville WLAC-TV. It's just so crazy to have your local news person be Oprah and then go on to see what she does. It's like, what? I know. Also, like, radio used to be so okay. cool. I listened to radio in high school. Mm-hmm. Like, that's what I listened to when I was doing my makeup, the Elvis Duran show. I don't know if you ever heard of that. Mm-hmm. They're based in New York, but, like, I always loved radio. What was your local – do you remember your local radio station? The country one is Kicks 104. Nice. And then Hot Mix 101.9 and Power 105.7. Oh, love. What love. is yours? Uh, 101.3 – 98.7 was like pop and hip hop. 98.7's here too, right? Is well, it? I, I mean, I guess it's everywhere. I, sorry, I will let you tell you. No, no, I'm like, yeah, I think it was 98.7 or 93.7. God, my memory. You'll let us know. But hey, Palo Alto people. Exactly. Um, so in 1976, she moves to Baltimore's WJZ TV to co anchor the 6 p.m. news. Oh. That's a step up. Yeah. Evening news. So this like really took off her TV career because then people were like, you're so successful. You are like, people are very attracted to you. So then they were like, how can we like monetize this even more? And so then that kind of got her on like a lot of morning talk shows, like dialing for dollars. People are talking and Chicago's AM. My notes say Chicago's AM Chicago. <laughs> Maybe Chicago's AM Chicago. And yeah, I'm not, yeah, didn't, uh, didn't double check that. Oh, wow. Hey. Um, but during this time, Robert Ebert, you know, the guy that does the, um, he's like the classic, like movie reviewer who d- did the thumbs up or thumbs down. Oh, yes. Do you remember the eyebrows? The, yes. Heavy eyebrows. Do you remember this back in the day that there'd be a little, in like your local newspaper, there'd be a little picture at the bottom of yes. a new movie of someone standing up out of their seat there were like four different reviews meaning like it's like a must see oh wow then someone clapping in their seat someone just like stoically not clapping and then someone not in the seat Okay. So those were like the tears. Yes. And so he was like a very iconic man at this time. He oh, kind of wow. like started like the movie review mm. system and like what it is today. Um so he notices her and he's like hold on Hold on. Mm -hmm. He was like, I feel like this woman needs to have basically her own show. He was like, so he wanted her to take over this um, sinus syndication deal with King World. Don't know it. Which I don't know. I don't know it. Um, And he was like, I feel like she's going to like have, he said, 40 times the views that they have now. And she did, and then they renamed this this show the Oprah Winfrey Show. That's crazy to be like, and we're going to name it after you. I mean, like, very suddenly, too. Like, it's not like she was working at this, you know, doing that for, like, years. And they were like, all right. They were just like, let's give it to her. She needs it. Wow. And boy, did the people need it, too. So it's a full-hour show. The first episode is in 1986. Yeah, I, I guess there probably was more talk shows that I'm not thinking of now because I know eventually we have like Ricky Lake and mm-hmm. Rosie O'Donnell show because I'm like, was there one before Oprah? Well, so there was 
I'm sure there was like some who's in the Phil, 70s. Who's Phil Donahue? Guys, don't come for us. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. The name sounds familiar, but every name that you say sounds familiar. Was some famous like interviewer talk show host, maybe? Yeah. Well, we'll fa- fact check it. Do your homework. But the Oprah Winfrey show is a success. A success. Time Magazine says few people would have bet on Oprah's swift rise to host one of the most popular TV shows of all time. In a field dominated by white males, mm-hmm. she's a black female of ample bulk. As interviewers go, she is no match for, say, Phil Donahue. Let us know. (laughs) What she lacks in journalistic toughness, she makes up for in plain spoken curiosity, robust humor, and all above empathy. It is the talk show. um, It is the talk show that is a group therapy session. Uh, We just love the women who prove people wrong. We love it. Also, someone please write a review about Ram. Like that? In that similar, similar style. Heartbreak feels good in a place like this. <laughs> that's, we would like that to be included. Yeah, that's all, that's all you need to say. Wow. How beautiful. I know. Stunning. Um, so she kind of gets known as this, like, lovable, laughable, soulful, loud, like, larger-than-life person. Was it, like, on NBC or ABC or whatever immediately? Or was it local? Do you know? Um, I think it was on a major network. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure which one, but I think it, like, went directly to that. I was um, so nervous. God, I know. Um and so the early years of the Oprah show was more like a tabloid kind of t- – it was like a little lighter. It was like relationships and like celebrities and gossip and like what are you wearing? What are you eating? Like it just felt like a little bit more trivial, some mm, might say. It was our Patreon version. It, it was our Patreon. Um, but then it goes into broader talk topics fairly quickly like heart disease, spirituality, meditation, cancer, substance abuse. And so people are like, oh, damn, like – Okay. Like, she can talk about it all. She can talk about it all. Um, she revealed her abuse story in the 80s on, like, very quickly after she signed to do the show, which was, like, extremely hush-hush at the time. I mean, now that is – I mean, that's a very brave thing to do. And it's just, like, that's so personal. And, like, when you're just starting out, I think a lot of women might be like, well, I don't want people to think that about me, even though that is not – that, you know, shouldn't be the narrative. But Or you don't want that to be, like, what people know you for. Yeah. But, wow, like, I wonder how many women felt less, less alone hearing her story. That is so brave. It is so brave, she said. And once again, trigger warning if you want to skip through the next 30 seconds or so. Um, she said – on on air, she said, you see, there really is no darker secret than sexual abuse. I am telling you about myself so that maybe the closet where so many sexual abuse victims and their abusers hide might swing open just a crack today and let some light in. Oh, my God. It makes me want to cry. I know. It just gives me chills. What an incredible, strong person. Truly. And throughout her career, the talk show host has produced more than 200 episodes about sexual abuse. Wow. Um, on November 5th, 2010, the Oprah Winfrey Show invited 200 male molestation survivors to appear, um, trying to recognize how like cultural norms about sexual abuse and male survivors. That is incredible because it's such a real thing. I mean, just to take it there, when Brandon Fraser got sexually assaulted by like the head, I, I'm don't want to misspeak I it was someone within the Hollywood foreign press and people didn't take him seriously it's because he was a man is that why he didn't act for so long like or is that why he no I think like some dark stuff happened with that what did people in like Hollywood say about were they like standing up for him or was everyone like I need to go back and look I think that people were standing up for him yeah because it was in the middle of the me too movement when he came forward about it oh that's right okay it's like coming back to me yeah um crazy that's amazing that she did that yeah i mean it's 
obviously so unfair that, you know, people think a certain thing about male survivors, you know, it's... I feel like there's a shame that they carry mm-hmm. to it that is another level. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 complicated. Yeah. Um, but she also helped culminate the National Child Protection Act of 1993. So she just like, you know, she has said, um, what is that quote by her? Um, <laughs> she has <laughs> said, turn your wounds into wisdom. Mm, wow. And I think that's like very much, you know, what she represents yeah. of like going through hell and then helping other people which is amazing at the beginning she kind of had like a little bit of a bad rep for promoting junk science have you heard this about her even recently with some of like the vaccine no, stuff please don't tell me she's speaking crazy show um experts would come on at the beginning they would kind of talk about like miracle pills for weight loss and but this was the 90s where everyone was like oh wow that makes you skinny sure i'll try anything i'll literally try anything Here, like devil's food is so crazy these like cookies that are like for weight loss. oh my god it's so crazy <laughs> oh you know i ate my fair share of, just because they were around our house You're like, like box yeah. after box <laughs> they were delicious <laughs> it was um it was a tough you know it was a tough time in diet culture to say oh, the least god. and we will it's like peak toxic it, truly, and we'll briefly just go over some. You know, Oprah has had a yeah a, as a vocal journey with her own body and her weight, and she's done some things that are questionable, but also that is her own journey. Yeah. Um, but the vaccine stuff was interesting. I guess she had um, Jenny McCarthy on at one point, who has her own. She's an anti-vaxer. She's anti-vaxer. Her she's son anti-vaxer. He's anti-vaxer. <laughs> Her son um, is autistic, and she is very adamant that, like, the vaccines gave him autism. Mm -hmm. Um, And she had this other woman come on, Katie Wright, and both of them were kind of, like, full episodes about these women telling their stories about, like, how mothers should be wary and how, like, it's not, not great to give your kids vaccines. And so Oprah gave them both the stage. And at the end, she was like, I wanted you both to come here because you're mothers and you deserve as a mother to tell your story. And a lot of people were just like, Oprah, don't do this. Like, she got backlash from, you know, the science medical community and a lot of people that don't believe in that being like, you shouldn't give those women the stage. Did she have legit scientists on anytime soon? So then like kind of right after one of Oprah's regular writers and experts on um, her website came out with an article saying that the HPV shot was not ideal for young girls. And so it was kind of like, it it was kind of like one after another that people were like, why is she not like believing science? Yeah. Um, Which everyone can, can have their own opinions about it. But it's Oprah, and she has such a big platform, so I do understand why people want to be a little bit more sensitive to, like, the information. I definitely don't know better than a scientist, I'll tell you that much. And there it is. Um, so that was, like, yeah, just a little little sketch. But she's later, like, people have been like, you're an anti-vaxxer. And she then did post about the CDC, especially in COVID. And she said something along the lines of, the guests we feature often share their first-person stories in an effort to inform the audience and put a human face on topics relevant to them. I've been saying for years that people are responsible for their actions and their own well-being. I believe my viewers understand the medical information presented on the show is just that information. It's not an endorsement or prescription. Um, Rather, my intention is for our viewers to take the information and engage in a dialogue with their medical practitioners with with what is right for them. 
I mean, I agree with that. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. She's not, she's there to, she wants to present both sides. And most people at talk shows do. Yeah, exactly. And I don't know. It's just complicated. It's not my show, so I don't know if I would have that on. Yeah, I, I, I probably wouldn't either, but I'm also like a very, you know. But I also think she wants to get dialogues going, and I think that is also important to do. Yes. Even though it's hard for me to do. I Same. You don't want to get well, Tess and I started You with. don't. We've talked about this before. It is a scary sight. It's scary. When alcohol is about, uh, yeah. It's just when you've scary. had three martinis. We're stubborn. We are very stubborn, and we so, feel passionately. That's true. Um, so this is when she find, founded Oxygen Cable Television Network. She founded Oxygen? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. What? I'm like, do I have to no, I, check that? No, I'm sure that's right. Yeah, I think she did. Because that's sounding a little familiar now that you're saying that, but it's just like, what? I know she has, like, the own network. Mm. So she... You know, actually, guys, <laughs> she joins Oxygen. Okay. Media. Okay, I'm so sorry, everyone. <laughs> she, Oprah joins Oxygen. She does not, she does not. I mean, I, you could have told I, me that. I, I think I meant to say she found, founded O. Oh. And then later she joined Oxygen, Oxygen. in 1998. Wow, 1998. Yeah. I really thought it was more recent than that. Yeah. Crazy. Um. So she had the show until 2011. You know, it's the one that we know and love. It, like, just gets more and more popular. It's, you you know, you get a car, you get a car. Like, all of these just iconic. The Tom Cruise on the couch of it all. Well, of course, we're going to talk about okay, the top okay. oh celebrity God. moments oh my God. of um, her interviews. So, one of her first ones was uh, she interviewed Michael Jackson. Um, it was the most watched interview at the time, um, reaching over 36 million people. That's crazy. Which always, like, with numbers, I'm like, yeah. And then you just really think about it, and you're like... I think back then. I mean, totally. Because now it's like, oh, you can get, like, a billion streams in a second. Exactly. But, like, back then, that's crazy. They had to sit down. They didn't even have, like, DVR at that time. I mean, you could record it with a tape. Remember doing that? Oh, I sure do. Remember when you would record accidentally over over something? something? And you're just like, I'm never going to watch that again. I'm never going to have the chance to watch that again. Tragic. But yeah, 36 million people sitting down at the same time to watch is crazy. Crazy. She interviews Janet Jackson about the Super Bowl <gasps> and she the did. Justin Timberlake of it all. Well, what did Janet Jackson say? I watched it and it's very interesting. Um, so, you know, Oprah is like, I love the way she asks questions mm. because she is direct, but she's acts asking these people like she really cares and she has empathy for them. Were you silent or were you silenced? <laughs> yeah, we brought it there. Amazing. You know, we had to. It's just so funny. She's so intense. I love it. I love it too. Um, so, did you know that they forced Janet Jackson to make an apology after, but they didn't force Justin Timberlake to? It makes me so. I didn't know that. We we talk about all of this on our first early two thousands episode. Yeah, go back in the catalogs. That woman deserves so many apologies from so many people. Well, I like, I just never knew what Janet Jackson really felt about the whole thing. Because, of course, she didn't fucking have, like, the platform to do it until Oprah interviewed her. And she was very honest that she was like, you know, I made an apology. And then I regretted immediately doing that. And she was like, because it was an accident. And she was like, and I was like, I wasn't the one to do this. And so then Oprah's just like, do you think in any way Justin Timberlake left you hanging out there? And then she goes, um, and she giggles. And then the audience starts going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> We're in the audience. Yeah. 
it's us that was us oh my god it was us and she goes well all the emphasis was put on me not on justin and justin we were friends not like we aren't now but we haven't spoken and you know i'm just a very loyal friendship is very important to me there's certain things you just do don't do for friends he reached out to me i will say that and you know what in my own time i'll i'll respond to him well, mm-hmm. so much to unpack there. There's so much because I'm like they're not communicating, but I guess she hadn't responded to him because I was like, the fact that he isn't reaching out. Well, it took him a very long time to reach out though, and then finally when she did, I think she was a little bit like, "Fuck this dude." Well, I would be so pissed. This, the when you go backstage, the moment after that happens, you were like, "I am mortified. How can I help you?" Like through through this. So was it really an accident? She said accident many many times. She said the plan was to pull down. Um, that little part of her shirt to like expose her bra and she was like the nipple part was never supposed to be in there oh and you know there's like conspiracy theories of like well did his team say to do it like did she know about it but I don't think any woman knowing like how sexist this fucking country is would want to get that like shame and ridicule mm. I don't. I. I don't know Jackson. Janet Jackson enough. I don't know if she was like, let's shock him or something like. I don't know if they were like, yeah. Her tone on the interview and like, who knows? Also, I'm not saying like if it was on purpose. I. I don't think she should have to apologize at all. No, like, that's totally. Not what I'm saying. But a lot of people think that that was the whole plan to get people talking to make it like the most. But her like energy during the interview, she seems so embarrassed about it, and just like this is so unfair. Like the way she speaks about it. I just was like, this is a woman that did not know what was coming for her. It's not. It's just not fair that the backlash that she got. No. Like whether no. That's it. I'm almost wondering if they did it on purpose and they saw how pissed people were and then they're like, oh, it's an accident. But she got so much shame. Also, it's a nipple. We all have them. Remember, you said some have three. Some do have three. So Aristotle has three. They say it's a sign of royalty. Oh wow, interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, it's so, God, the nudity shit. I just can't. It's like how people still freak out when like women are breastfeeding in public. It's crazy. Like, how do you think, how'd you get here? Yeah, we all did it. We we all loved it. So, (laughs) loved it. Probably not not all of us even wanted it to ever end. Think about that. Think about that next time you see your mother. Think on that. (laughs) Next time you see your mother. Oh my God. Like, I don't want to. Like, please don't do that. <laughs> but you guys get the gist. It's like, just get over it. Yeah. Get over boobs. Get over boobs. Um, But then I guess, just like really quickly to end this, I know this is not, I always find just the story interesting. Um, he said to MTV. Oh, take it back. Take it back. Um, He made a response shortly after his interview, or maybe right before, actually. Um, And Jane Jack- Jackson was like, shut up. I don't care what you <laughs> are saying ever. Um. <laughs> He was like, if you consider it 50-50, then I probably got 10% of the blame and she got 90%. Sweetheart, you did not even get 10%. You didn't even get... I I think you got 1%. That's from us. And then then he said, I think America is harsher on women. Oh. Do you really think that? You think, you little fucking dweeb? (laughs) And then he says, I think America is unfairly harsh on ethnic people. Stop. And then I, it shows this, and Oprah just looks at Janet, <laughs> and Janet looks back, and the look that they give each other, I'm sure they just went backstage and they were like, we know. We know. We don't even have to say it. We know. It's the look of women, you know? Like, yes, I know. <sighs> so anyway, so more iconic moments for celebrity interviews. Um, we have the Megan and Harry interview. Uh, silence. Silenced. <laughs> silent. Silenced. Silenced. 
We have Tom Cruise jumping on that goddamn couch when he falls in love with Katie Holmes. Have you? Okay, so we were texting about this not that long ago, and I was like, oh yeah, that interview was crazy. And then I went back and watched it. It is so he like grabs Oprah. They, have you ever seen? It's one of the scary movies, and they do like satire on that, and they oh. have it where he's like breaking her wrist because <laughs> it's so crazy. Well, was he on something? That man is not well. And I don't want to say too much because they will find you anywhere. Oh my anywhere. god, that's true. Was he allegedly on Happy? He was just happy. He's wild. And always scared to talk about talk about him. Yeah. But it's crazy. And you guys know why. Yeah. Because of what he's associated with. Yeah, we don't we don't say it. It's no. like saying Voldemort. Exactly. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> no, but like that interview, guys, I encourage you to go watch it. It's crazy. It's crazier than you I, That was just such a strange time. I was like, you know, Holmes. I mean, she comes out looking so embarrassed. I know. I, I know. She came out. I mean, she was so young. And That's she was sad. like, he was my celebrity crush growing up. That's weird. It's like when Blake Lively started dating Leonardo DiCaprio. It's like, yeah, I'm going to date him because I. she was like, I had posters all yes. on my wall. That's why I'm like, it's not weird for the girl, but it's weird for the guy. And they like, like it like that. Yeah, they do. You guys know we've talked about this. We've talked about it. Um, we have Oprah asking Rihanna about Chris Brown, saying, Ugh. how could you forgive him after he hit you? I just recently saw a TikTok of someone being like, guys, how have we like all of a sudden forgotten what he's done? And uh, they showed a clip of Re- uh, freaking Rihanna saying what this man has done to mic. her, to Oprah. Uh, yeah. I'm always shook when it does feel like that was just true, like a forgotten about thing. Like we, we saw the pictures. I mean, it was terrible. What? A, a, wow. To interview someone like that, that just takes real skill. And that was on like Oprah's. She used to do those like hour long specials just mm-hmm. on a celebrity. So she went to, you know, Rihanna's home and it was very intimate. And you know, Rihanna's crying and Oprah's like, how did you get him? How did you get yourself to for- forgive him? And like how almost like how could you? And mm, she being like an, a little intense with her. She's. But once again, she's looking at her like lovingly, like mm. maternally, just being like, how'd you like almost like sweetheart? Yeah. Tell me how. how. Okay, like, I see. That's it, the tone. And I think she always like really has a good line of being harsh, yeah. but also like coming from a place of curiosity, which I think curiosity is like a beautiful thing yeah, rather totally. than like judgment. And Rihanna's like, you know, I had to repair my relationship with my dad because he hit, he was abusive to my mom. And once I could forgive him and see him as like, a man and not just a bad dad i was able to forgive chris it's really intense oh my god wow and like we do not have time to unpack no no, no that no, no. um for a different day for a different day um and then some of her interviews she got kind of into it with her guests and um, there was a little little tension between her and ludicrous <laughs> what <laughs> luda what happened do you remember the movie crash I know that he was in a movie so oh crash crash, yes, crash. yeah yeah didn't it win like every award in this city Nobody touches the answer. That monologue at the beginning of that I've bunch of theater kids did. I've never seen it. Oh, I'm, wow. Mm. We <laughs> did a whole tough. piece around it. Freshman year. <laughs> Will you please recreate it at some point? Um, no, no, no. <laughs> I saw it on YouTube the other day and I tried to show it to Canal for the first like 10 seconds. And I was like, I am sick to my stomach. Like it's not fun. It's not like Teen Cribs funny. So you're saying it's on YouTube. But you cannot find it. <laughs> you literally would not be able to. If you did, I'd be very impressed. Damn it. <laughs> Um, so she says to Ludacris that um, she has a hard time with his lyrics and hip-hop music in general. She just feels like the lyrics are very derogatory towards women and she doesn't really support it. She's like, I like Kanye West, but <laughs> I don't really like rap and hip-hop music in general. And then like the hip-hop and rap community kind of were like, what the fuck? Like, oh, you God. should be supporting us. So, you know, she like she says, she says how she feels. Yeah, was Ludacris like... 
you know, pushing back at all. I wish I could have watched the interview. Yeah, I think they definitely had like a conversation about it. Crazy. Crazy. You're going on Oprah and she attacks you. <laughs> Can you imagine? No, I can't. I'd I be can't so, either. So, so scared. So scared. Um, um, and then she interviews Sarah Palin. Do you remember this? In 2009. I don't remember their interview, but. So Oprah had just publicly campaigned and supported Obama endorsed him uh-huh. for the first time. She never publicly talked about politics at all until 2008. Wow. Which is crazy to me just because she, but God, it's such like a game of numbers, isn't it? It is. And I, maybe back then she just saw herself as like, a, again, a journalist that like mm. didn't give their opinion on it. I don't know. Yeah. Because she had Obama on when he was Senator, Senator, <laughs> Senator, my word. <laughs> Obama always gets me a little flustered. I mean, no I mean a young Obama. Um, smoking a joint? I, now Obama. Oh, mm. I'll take it. Um, but everyone was like, you should have had Sarah Palin on because you had Obama on. And she was like, no, I had Obama on when he wasn't, a pre- the uh, you know, going through election. Yeah. So he fi- she finally has Sarah Palin on. And like, it was just like a big deal because Sarah Palin was so polarizing. Honestly, <laughs> if I were a woman as smart as Oprah... I would be like, yeah, let's have him on. Well, she is so nice to Sarah Palin. Oh, wow. Which, she's better than me because I'm like, let's destroy her. I mean, same. And like one of my favorite Katie Couric interviews, mm-hmm. which I love Katie Couric. Um, I think she's just like an amazing journalist. She is. She, I think that's like maybe the meanest I've ever seen her to someone, but it's not even, you can tell her that she's, she, you can tell she's losing her cool. Mm. I, I don't know how they don't. When they're interviewing anyone that they like, do you think it's ridiculous? No, I don't get it. I think you have to like you have to have a wall. You have to shut down. Yeah. Um, so yeah, she's just she's had so many um oh, so for Sarah Sailor Palin, she said that she has never received that much hate mail since we had Ellen DeGeneres on for coming out. <laughs> oh my god. Sorry, I was thinking of Ellen like in her days where everyone found out she was like evil or something. Oh uh, well, that's probably even more hate. No, but Ellen no. still has like a following. No, the hate mail came from the same group of people. Wow. So. Wow. And there it is. And there it is. And there it is. Um, so, yeah, those are some of her most, like, famous interviews and moments with other people. And then let's talk a little bit about other things that she has done. Wait, why – the hate mail for Sarah Palin, did it come because people thought that she was, like – People were, like, being rude to her? No, because pe- it was from, like, liberal people oh, that were, like – Oh, it didn't come from the same group of people. Don't give her a platform. Oh, Sorry. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought that I, – I was saying mm. – say, I thought that they were coming after her for, like, being mean to her. I mean, maybe it came, came in every direction, but she was very sweet to Sarah Palin. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Oprah, she's an actress, and we always oh have to God, bring it there. Yes, the color purple. The color purple. She was nominated for an Oscar. I still haven't seen it, um, but I know I, Emma has seen it on Broadway with Cynthia Rovo. I am so sorry. I can never say her last name properly, and she said it was like the most incredible show. People truly love it. Um, she was in their eyes were watching God. Remember that movie? It's a book too, mm-hmm. isn't it? And then was she in a modern movie she was in a wrinkle in time oh i think that was reese and mindy what a cast like crazy that oprah is doing your movie Uh, literally she was a voice in charlotte's web and the princess and the frog so she's done children the frog is one of the best disney movies i have still not seen it i know Excuse me. I, I saw it in theaters, but I was like in high school. But it, that movie I, is so good. I would see a I would see a Disney movie in theaters now. Let's let's watch Princess and the Frogs. Let's add it to the high movie night ideas. Perfect. Done. Gotta keep hitting the mic. Um, 
and yeah, so just a little bit more about personal life yes. before before we wrap up kind of her last her last chapter. Um, so I did I I mean, hey, everyone has a story. I didn't know that she really like struggled with her love life before she met her now partner. Um, she kind of has referred to herself loosely as like a love addict and mm-hmm. had a history with abusive men. Um, in 1971, she had a love affair with a married man. Oh. We don't know the name. That she said, the more he rejected me, the more I wanted him. Mm. Um, she wrote a suicide note to her best friend, Gail King. So After, she was friends with her even in the 70s? Mm-hmm. And I guess I should have gotten more into their friendship and when they met. But I think they've been friends since, let's see, when was she in college yeah maybe they met in college in the 70s that makes me want to sob it makes me want to sob too female friendship female friendship it really is um so tough um this really led to a lot of um kind of like the start of her problems with her weight Mm. um and she you know she would just say that the reason I gained so much weight in the first place and the reason I had such a history of abusive men was that I needed approval so much. I had no sense I deserved anything else. It's just not fair. It's not fair at all. And like with her struggle with weight, with being a public woman, it is, it's just like the attention is so much more on you and you're under such a smaller microscope. Truly. And like she was the first of her kind. Like, And she, you know, just had to like... I think it's hard, too, because it's like, well, you need to represent every woman. And it's like, what does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. So I can't just be how I, like... But I feel like she also, like, talks so publicly about, like, how much she really struggles with it. Mm -hmm. And I wish I could just, like, I don't know... Be like, take that... Let me take that off of you. Yes, because it's like, I just want you to be able to enjoy how amazing you are and all the things that you do without this thing, like, bugging you. God, I know. I mean, it really just does represent, like, you can be one of the richest women in the world and just be this powerhouse and this like inspiration and then at the end of the day like she's struggling with something that so many women do struggle with and it's just it breaks my heart for her um but yeah she she did have like a tough 70s and 80s with men with her body she admitted to smoking crack once with one of her boyfriends um but saying that she was more addicted to him than the actual drug Mm. Just paint a little picture. Yeah. Um. So the '80s were a crazy drug-filled time, and no kidding. A, a tough time for her romantically until she met Stedman uh, Graham in 1986. Stedman? Did I say Stegman? Stedman. Uh, You're, like, right. You're, I, right. You're right. Did I? Because I did type this on the plane, and it was shaky. I think it's Stedman. <laughs> it was bumpy. <laughs> <laughs> the turbulence. The snowstorm. Right. Um. But, but yeah, I mean, I think you know she's she's come a long way. She, but she has done some crazy things on on camera with with her weight. Like, do you remember when she brought out, she rolled out uh, in a wheelbarrow? What? Um, which I'm so sorry if this is triggering to anyone listening. And maybe I should have offered um, a trigger warning just to this segment. But she comes out carrying on a, in a wagon 67 pounds of fat, showing what she had lost in like a month. That is so early 2000 shit. I can't. Hand. It is insane to watch the footage. She comes looking so sick. I'm sorry, it's not you, no, but it's like you have to laugh you, because of how insane it is. And the audience is cheering <laughs> and everyone's literally like losing it. And she like like places the like wagon and she's like, This is my fat that I've Stop. lost from not eating from being on a liquid diet no. for a month. Stop. And everyone's like <laughs> and everyone's like, I want it. <laughs> It's like a Black Mirror episode where it's like, where are we? Where are we? 
literally, where are we? Um, and then, like, two weeks later, she gets on the show, and she's like, I've gained all the weight back. <laughs> the second I had normal food, because that's what our bodies need. <laughs> Ladies, no liquid diets. We got it. I can't imagine. We cannot imagine. Um, and we are, we are laughing because we know. We're laughing because we are also, millennial women that grew up in diet culture. No kidding. So and, just get over it. So just get over it. Um <laughs> But she has made a lot of money from her weight struggles with Weight Watchers, being like the spokesperson for that for truly years and years. Yeah, she really has. I mean, yeah. Same with Queen Jessica. <laughs> Jessica's with Weight Watchers? She was for a long time. Also, Brittany from um, Vanderpump Rules, the one that goes <laughs> um, rotten hail. She's a Weight Watchers <laughs> spokesperson. Hey, you got to get a variety. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah. So smart, honestly, that she's a spokes- spokesperson. I mean, I think they pay Oprah made a very big chunk of change I'm from doing sure. that. Um, but not like there's a good transition in talking about her wealth, but we just have to quickly say. Oh, yeah. Do you know how much she's she's worth? Oh, my God. Mm, $700 million. She is worth $2.5 billion. I am so sorry to limit no, you. I also didn't know, like... I'm just, like, not good at knowing, like, who is a millionaire versus billionaire. Well, because when you're in the hundred <laughs> millions like, at that point, you're, it's like... You're fine. You're, you're good. So... You are good. But I just feel like... Well, also, when I just hear about billionaires, I think about, like, four people. Uh, uh, totally. Yeah, um, she's a billionaire. She's a billionaire. Her real estate portfolio is, oh. is estimated to be $127 million just in homes. Just at home. I just want to go to Montecito. Oh, my God. The Montecito home. <sighs> Guys, do yourself a favor and pour yourself a glass of wine, smoke a joint, or pour a glass of water and log on to Zillow yep. and search Montecito. You will cry. It's the best. <laughs> because you know you can never have it. It's crazy. <laughs> but it's good to aspire to, yeah. to something. Um, so, yeah. She's obviously one of the richest self-made women in the world. I believe she is the richest black woman in the United States. Um, she's donated more than $400 million in grants. Oh, my gosh. She has the Oprah Winfrey Charitable Foundation. Mm-hmm. Also, she went to a royal wedding. She went to a royal wedding. I mean, that's like someone – if she could just go back in time and tell her younger self that you will be at Buckingham Palace at the royal wedding. Like, I know. It's just like uh, – It get, is incredible. It's like with Dolly where it's like when they come from nothing. Yes. Like how – you just did it with grit and determination. And, like, they're just still so optimistic and, like, beautiful people. Beautiful people. Um, so, yeah, she's, like, I mean, she's just a powerhouse. She's absolutely incredible. Um, she's won 18 Daytime Emmy Awards, including the Lifetime Achievement Award, two Primetime Emmy Awards, including the Bob Hope Humanitarian Award, a Tony, a Peabody, um, and, I mean, the truly the list goes on and on. She's She's... Two, I mean, she has an Emmy and a Tony, so she could definitely win a Grammy and an Oscar. And she's been nominated for an Oscar, and like Grammy does, she could do something on like Audible. That's like saying Grammy, she get her like write a book and win a Grammy. She's close. She okay. So we just need to get her an Oscar. We personally need to. (laughs) It is our new mission. We need to make this happen. Mm -hmm. So to end the episode, we're gonna play a little game. Oh fuck yeah! It's 2003. Okay, you're on the Oprah Winfrey show. Oh my god. Who would you want to sit next to on the couch if it were a joint interview? Jessica. Beautiful, of course. (laughs) (laughs) If you were in the audience, 
what would be like your all-time dream of a prize that you would be given if she screamed oh. out, you get you get this, you get this. Like, what would you want? Am I thinking of my 2003 self or myself now? Mm. Myself now. Let's do yourself now. Okay. Well, you get this, you get that. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's really hard. I know. I know. Cash, cash. Nice. How like, much? Heavy. <laughs> You're like, $5. <laughs> like, let's heavy do cash. like... And I mean, if we're going there, a million dollars, but I, I love it. I'll take, I'll take thousands. That's great. That's great. Um, Oprah invites you to dinner mm. with her and Gail. What do you bring? Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what do I bring? Um, flowers mm-hmm. and a joint. Oh, be- oh, I wonder if she smokes weed. I feel like she I does. She I can to. just picture it. Same like her and Gail. Like, yes. I just would like, like to try. They're high all the time, I feel. Yeah. I hope that they are. I hope so too. I mean, I think flowers. Yeah. Like beautiful. It's classy. And she has everything. What can I bring her, you know? I know. Good God. Flowers and then something like that has to do with like unique about myself. Like mm. like something, um, I don't know, from Arkansas or something like that. So she remembers. Oh, that's good. So every time she uses it. Yeah. She thinks of you. Well, can I ask you these questions too? Or gonna get to you or oh um who would you want to be on the couch next thing, uh, jessica jessica <laughs> what do you want as the in the crowd oh like right now mm, i mean cash is nice but just to mix it up mm-hmm. um i think i would want like tons of like miles to fly oh, you know of just like for the next like 10 flights you go on you're so smart like you can go anywhere um and then if you were going over to their house. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, you didn't think it would be turned on. No, house. I really didn't. And it's tough. Um, <laughs> what did I think the other day that I was like, that's a good gift to give to someone? You come up with the best games. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, um, I would bring like really, these really cool, like, you know how like long candles are in right now for their table? Yeah. Have you heard of those ones that I think they're made in like some part in Mexico and there's like. They're just so gorgeous. I can't. They're at uh, Flower Boy on Lincoln. Mm, yes. And there's that. like flowers coming out of it. And they're like the most stunning candles I've ever seen. They're so expensive. Oh my God. But I'd bring her those. Well, you have to splurge if you're going over to Oprah's. You have to. Yeah. Yeah. I bring her. I bring her that. Love that. Um, okay. And the final question. Okay. You can ask Oprah the tea on any celebrity she's ever interviewed. And she'll tell you all the dirty secrets of what they were really like. Who do you choose? I think Megan and Harry. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Like, I think I, I want to know the royal stuff too. Same. Like there is just a truth serum that she has to take and she has to tell us everything she's ever heard, everything she ever, she knows. It's a great answer, Claire. I think I would do the same. Yeah. Cause like the, the rest of them, I'm like, whatever. Yeah. Like they're celebrities, know. but like I want the royal gossip. I do as well. Gorgeous. <sighs> ah, so that's Oprah. Oprah. We love her. What a queen. Queen. She is my gif queen. She really is. Because it, she's so expressive. The the best is when it's... Uh, I love... Is she in the Oscars when they all stand up? No, I don't think so. With Meryl and J-Lo? Is but she I love that one. That one always reminds me of the, you. You yes. saw these women just being like screaming <laughs> at the patriarchy. Um, <laughs> my Oprah one that I love is when she's crying. <laughs> oh, the crying one is good. The, the one the, when with she's her arms you get up in the air. Yep, in the red blazer. That one's great. Mm, she's everything to us. She is. Ah, And kids, 
we're you know that's that's your second episode we're halfway through women's history month can't believe it um at this point we've probably probably already decided who we're doing so yeah. but still send in more because we yes. really love dming with you guys you have no idea yes and we can always revisit other people for different months and um so exactly yeah, send us what you want and um, while you're here subscribe on apple or spotify podcast wherever you're listening give us five stars yep follow us on tiktok and instagram at right answers mostly sign up for the weekly newsletter and just keep being awesome. Keep being awesome. And to all our female listeners, Ugh. we love you so much. We celebrate you. We celebrate you every day, even though it's not Women's History Month. We, That's right. It's every day. Text is. a woman you admire right now and just tell them. Literally. Literally. And hug your mamas. Yes. Okay, goodbye. Bye, kids. And that's the sad irony of the last four years is I've advocated for so long for women to use their voice. And then I was silent. Um, were you silent or were you silenced? The latter. <laughs>